Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Sporlin HVACR podcast. Now today I wanted to do something a little bit different. I wanted to go over a case study, pun intended for my refrigeration guys out there, on R290, which is commonly known as propane. Yes, the same gas that you grill with. And it already has been used, or is looking to be used, in commercial AC, residential AC and heat pumps, vending machines, household refrigerators and freezers, and even some supermarket, so low-temp refrigeration and standalone food retail cases. Now, why is R290, why is propane being used in refrigeration? Number one, it is simply a hydrocarbon. The only thing inside of propane is hydrogen and carbon atoms, and that means it's a lot better for the ozone in the atmosphere. Okay. R22 has a global warming potential, a GWP number of 1810, that's 1810, versus R290, which has a GWP of 3.3. Propane is a pure substance, so there's no temperature glide, it has a standard condensing and boiling point. And another reason we're looking at propane is it has almost double the net refrigeration effect of R22 meaning you can use half of the charge to cool the same amount. And what we saw in a study that ASHRAE conducted in 2013 is that used in ice machines, R290 is about 20% more efficient than 404A. Um, Albeit, there were some efficiency gains due to an improved compressor as well as a microchannel condenser, Um, But that has to be used for R290 because of the small charges, and we're going to talk about that next. Now, one of the biggest downfalls of R290 is its flammability. Because it's flammable, because it's listed as an A3 ASHRAE safety class, EPA has limited the amount of charge that you can have in a system. For appliances, you're limited to 57 grams, whereas self-contained retail and vending Uh, you're limited to 150 grams of propane. So for those of you that want to know, that's about a third of a pound. So for supermarket retail, that's about 95, 98% less refrigerant than your traditional DX system. So in theory, it sounds great. R290 is good for the environment. It's more efficient than traditional refrigerants like R22 and R404A. And it has better equipment. We have more efficient compressors, smaller compressors, and smaller condensers. And to top it off, it's a more readily available, meaning less expensive refrigerant, and you're using less of it in systems. Now, so how would propane do in a supermarket application? Now, one supermarket chain did try this out. For one store, all of their refrigerated display cases and walk-in coolers were cooled with propane. And they were expecting about a 70% energy savings versus a 404A supermarket. Now, six years later, they came back and looked at how the store performed. The first thing reported is the supermarket is still running. Even with a flammable refrigerant, it still hasn't caught fire or exploded. So the good. The first and biggest takeaway is that they had zero leaks over six years of use zero leaks. They had over 340 condensing units, and again, zero leaks, which is almost unheard of at a supermarket. Typically, it's about 25% of refrigerant a year. 
All right, awesome. No leaks. But what about the big picture? What about the energy savings? How much did they actually save? Was it 70%? Was it 80%? Was it 50%? And surprisingly, the answer was no. Uh, it was right on par with energy spent as a regular 404A supermarket. Now, why is that? Why weren't there huge energy savings? Now, the principal engineer of the supermarket chain explained why. Because of the small amount of charge that propane is limited to, 150 grams, these units have to be self-contained. So to reject heat, they had to use a glycol system. And although they used the glycol loop to pull heat from the cases and for AC, the cost to run the glycol pumps was the biggest contributor to electricity cost. Something also noted was the overall maintenance cost was higher than traditional stores, reason being was compressor failure. But keep in mind that this store had over 350 compressors just for the refrigeration. And now the principal engineer's key takeaway was if the EPA could increase the limit of charge from 150 up to 500 grams, which is just over one pound of propane, this would likely cut back on maintenance costs because there would be about two-thirds to one-half less the amount of compressors. And reducing the number of compressors would also reduce the amount of heat needed to be rejected by the glycol system, so hopefully the pumps would run less and less electricity cost. Now, of course, this change to the amount of charge would have to go through UL, ASHRAE, and the EPA, but... If accepted, this could make propane a viable option for supermarkets, and you could see those efficiency gains as predicted. Now, the last couple of takeaways that this engineer stated that I just want to put out there is the importance of maintaining the glycol loop. Now, for one, you have to make sure you have a clean source of glycol. Any small particles could block up the small heat exchangers that are being used and having controls in place that shut down condensing units just in case your chiller fails. So overall, it sounded like propane was a clean and viable option. Of course, it had to be installed properly. Um, but one of the benefits in looking at this instead of, let's say, an ammonia or CO2 system is the ease of installation. With R290, these are self-contained, so it's easy to install, versus CO2 and ammonia, which require specific and special piping. So a pretty interesting case study. I'm interested to see if other supermarkets start to adopt it, if we see any changes from the EPA as far as changing the limit on charge, and to see if we start depending on propane or another refrigerant like an isobutane R600 for air conditioning and refrigeration. And for those of you interested, Sporlin does offer propane-approved products. The pressure-temperature relationship is on the Chillmaster PT app. And what's interesting enough is R290 propane is very similar in the pressures and temperatures as R22, which even makes it more viable. So thank you again for your time today. Feel free to check out Sporlin.com, and we'll catch you in the next episode.